And now, welcome to The Approach with Jeremy Seaholm, Danny Finn. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Stand Open Corner, another episode of The Approach. Joining us here tonight is Danny Finn. We're hoping to have Jeremy Seaholm on shortly. Let's bring Danny in right now. What's going on tonight, Danny? What's going on, Corey? How you doing? I'm good. So for those of you listening afterwards on any of the podcast platforms, the approach is found. This is twitch.tv slash Corner. We host a live version of this. So come in, check us out on Twitch. And it's interactive too. So any questions? Interactive. Real questions in real time. You never know what's going to happen. It's live TV. It's uh, a... <laughs> It's always a fun, interesting time, that's for sure. And none of it is uh, as interesting as the guests you got planned tonight. No, absolutely. So today uh, we have Justin Waters. Uh, Justin's been bowling for for a while, and unfortunately, we're we're missing Jeremy. So I think we're going to talk more about his junior career when Jeremy uh, gets back on. He got tied up with a work uh, situation, so hopefully, we'll get him on soon. But uh, without further ado, uh, let's bring Justin in. What's going on, Justin? What's happening, guys? How are you? Doing all right. So I remember you had, you brought up being on the podcast. I said, why don't you try winning something first? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it, yeah, I, I've been, you know, torturing you about the podcast and I, I've seen <laughs> the interviews here. Uh, and it, yeah, it finally happened. I, I didn't yeah. Think. Well, when I said win something, I didn't mean like the biggest thing that there is. Well, you know, it's, I, I thought you, you know, I, I would have had to win from ACST, but, you know, I, I squandered a little bit, but just, Backing it up with a little world's championship there. I feel you. I feel you with the uh, runner-up situation. Although your uh, your your secondary season afterwards is a little bit better than mine right now. <laughs> well, uh, it's so. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. It, it, it's bowling, and you know the, the people we get to bowl with they are, are great people. So it's yeah, absolutely. it's a fun league, and I, I thoroughly enjoy doing it. So again, hopefully he gets on sooner rather than later. But I do want to talk about how. You got into bowling. How you got into the sport overall? When did you start bowling? So, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Natick. Uh, we had Fairway Sports World uh, right basically in my backyard. It's literally was two minutes from my house. Uh, it would be like something my dad and I would do on weekends. Like if it was crappy out, we'd, it were raining, we'd, hey, let's go bowl. And my dad was in a couple leagues uh, every Wednesday and every Wednesday night and maybe on a Friday night. He would just take me, and we would just start bowling. Um, believe it or not, uh, if you can see my background, it's actually, I'm actually living in the house I grew up in. Uh, to my to what would be my left, uh, if you're looking at the screen, there's a little hallway. And growing up, my parents bought me these plastic bowling pins, and I would just, from watching my dad do it, I would set up the pins right here in the hallway and bowl right here. And like growing up, watching WCBV. Channel Five bowling is just I would mirror image those guys. It was just having fun, but we would. My dad would take me to Fairway, and I, I never Fairway never had bumpers, so it was always just throw it until you hit one. And now, did I, your dad I, did your dad bowl on the pro tour at all? No, no, dad was just a. It was just a fun thing. Uh, it was called the East Natick Men's League uh, when he first started joining or started bowling with a bunch of my family, a bunch of my uncles did it. They got him into it. It uh, turned into a mixed league where a couple of my aunts and other family friends got into bowling as well. So as I grew up through the ranks of junior league and I ended up joining that league when I was 15, 16 years old. So a little bit later you joined that, huh? Yeah. I mean, I bowled in the kids league till, I don't know, 12, 13, 14. So I think I was a freshman in high school and then yeah. was 
right into the Wednesday night mixed league because it was just have family dinner on Wednesday nights and boom, right up. My brother bowled, my sister, my niece. We'd all have family dinner together. And, nope, it's quarter to seven, time to go to the alley. And it was, like I said, it's right in my backyard. So a lot of people, when they when they talk about your bowling, they talk about your form. You you have the same repetitive motion every single time. Like if you wanted to drop a picture of bowling, like typically when people go with Dan Murphy, but I'd say in this era, you have one of the most perfect deliveries going in the game. When did you feel like you started to really adopt that um, that ability to keep throwing the same ball over and over again? Uh, I, I equate it to like the golf swing. Like uh, in, when I do my golf stuff, like teaching myself or trying to work on things, uh, you, you're really looking like a foot in front of where the ball is. Um, so when I equate it to bowling, it's I find a spot on the lane that I want to uh, – that I want to put the ball. Uh, so usually I, I'm, I'm a right to left bowler. And I know that when I release the ball, I try to get it somewhere between not, not the, the head arrow, uh, but I, I find a spot to the, the one arrow to the right of that. And then I find a spot that's about a foot in front of the, about a foot in front of the foul line. Uh, that's usually where I want to release my ball. And I know by when, where I release that if I, if I miss a little right, I know it's going into either a lemon drop or I'm busting the, uh, the half Worcester. Um, but if I get, if I get right into where I want it or a little to the right of it, I know I'm going to get a good break out of it and I'm right in the pocket. So when I was bowling on the ACST, I know, um, I thrown a 600 against six, I think it was 603 against, um, Kyle Hetty and Drew Steele started giving me advice. If, um, Reno had beat Jordan, I would have had to go to bogey. And he's telling me about how the ball breaks in at bogey and all these other things. And I said to him, I just threw one of my high fives. Uh, I'm going to throw the same ball I threw just now. And if it works, I'm going to win. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to lose. Do you change your ball from house to house? Or do you just throw that same ball anywhere you go? Well, yeah, very good question, Dan. Um, so depending on the house. like uh, So I bowl Friday night to CPL, which is a completely different house than what Millis is. Um, you know, depending on what the house is doing, um, and certainly like last week at Riverwalk, I had to change my approach to it. Um, I, like I said, I usually go right to left and come in on the one, three, or if I overcook it, it's going to be on the one, two. But excuse me, last week at Riverwalk, every, my ball was drifting a little right. So I just, I moved about two or three boards over and I started coming in on the one, one, three a little better uh, mm-hmm. to get a little better couple breaks. Uh, but certainly, you know, you, you get a different look between synthetic and wood. Uh, right. It's do you, do you change bowling balls at all, or do you throw the same set? same ball? So I, I you know, what, uh, it's funny again that you asked that. So we bowled uh, Lafayette at Riverwalk uh, a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, actually. Uh, and I took the balls that I used to bowl with at Fairway because Fairway is an old wooden house. And I figured, I'm like, you know what? I'll give them a try. See if, see if it works out because they had brand new pins. And I'm like, okay, see what happens. Well, halfway through the second string, I took one of my newer balls, my pro rubbers, and I put it into play. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pitch this one first and use the other ones to clean it up. And I, I noticed a difference. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't really personally find a big difference but from house to house of – does does the ball and the pins make a big difference? 
it, it could, but like you know, like everything, it's you're modernizing bowling, and it's just yeah. like the same as golf. I mean, if you don't have newer equipment, it's the ball's going to do the same thing. And I wonder too, like I was, I know um, Dan Castle was talking about Norwood. He uses plastics. Other houses he uses urethanes and how it bites the lanes. I I also wonder too for certain people, like you throw the ball relatively hard. I feel like the faster you throw the ball, the less time it has on the lane to really react to what, and maybe I'm wrong on that, but I feel like if, if you're throwing the ball 17 miles an hour, it has more time to do some things that you don't expect it to do. Yeah, there's, there's certainly a little more friction in there. Yeah. Uh, if you're throwing the ball at a slower pace. Um, it's, it's funny that you uh, that you talked about Norwood. Uh, the balls that I have now, I, I bowled with over at Norwood um, for the, Mass, the Massachusetts Elks. Uh, Lodge does a tournament over in Norwood every year. And I bowled three strings over there. Each string was a 99. Jeez. I looked at the walls. There was no silicone on the walls. There was no, like, you're not getting any bounce off the walls. And I'm like, well, at least I know that throwing three, each string was a 99. Well, it's consistent. But yeah. each house is different. And yeah, it's, it's different. You know, so you're getting, you get a little bit away from bowling. You, you brought up the golf. Now, you're an avid golfer as well, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm the assistant golf professional at Marlboro Country Club, as you most of you have probably heard through Paul Grant talking on <laughs> ACST or someone giving me a plug during any of the, you know, any any of the matches, maybe during Worlds. I, I, I think he gave me a plug during Worlds too. But yeah, so, I, I've been... Playing golf since I, I again, my dad got me into it when he was when I was six or seven. So, are you a better golfer or a better bowler? Yeah, you know, uh, it's 50 50. I can have my days at golf, but I, you know what? It's, I, I certainly I, I enjoy bowling. You know what? I'll go 50 50. I can, I can do both. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm a, I feel like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good bowler. And I'm a good golfer. I, I, we can all have our bad days. Like, well, right. to me, I'm, you know, I, I certainly did it during Worlds. I, I think I threw a 94. I mean, that's that's a that's a decent golf score. But you know, there are some days when you when you score or your bowling score, and you're like, wow, that that's a pretty good golf score. But there are days where I, if I can get it going or if I'm in the right mindset, depending on who I'm bowling with or who I'm playing golf with. Mike three zero four two three, is that Cheech by any chance? Do we know? Uh, no, uh, Cheech oh. is Cincy Simmer. Do we know who Mike? Is? Mike, who? I do not. Mike is new to the Mike, right, Mike. Mike chat here. Oh, so, so he wants to know how many world championships in golf do you have? Uh, I do not have any championships in golf, unfortunately. Oh, no, I don't. Anybody? Um, I only know Mike. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. I, I, I've won, I've won a couple charity events in my day, um, but I, I, you know, it, I don't have. There's no world championships in golf for what I do. I mean, yes, there is, but I'm not at that level. Uh, it's, it's certainly bowling is is where I excel. I, I, I'd much rather bowl in a bowling tournament uh, than I would play in a golf tournament. To be honest with you. I like bowling better because the ball comes back to you after you throw it. You don't have to then go walk after it. Right. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. You know, it's as they've said, as 
they've said, uh, you know, golf is a good walk spoiled, but you know, something about walking 10 feet and throwing a big ball at a, you know, at a bunch of sticks is way better than hitting a ball into a bunch of sticks. So I, I, I'd much rather, I, I, I find enjoyment with golf. I really do. It, it's relaxing to me as much as it can be frustrating, but bowling is certainly more fun. Well, that Nardone had to add that he was being sarcastic as if that we thought that that was legit. <laughs> <laughs> and I also uh, want to add, I, I'm pretty sure you said you threw a 94 during World's Week, but I'm pretty sure you, the next game you bounced back for like a 140 game. So it's a little it's a little easier when you're a high-level bowler than to, to say bogey a hole and then eagle the next one. It's a little bit easier to bounce back with a nice 130-140 game after a uh, 90. Corey, I, I've, certainly got, I've certainly gone from that bogey to double bogey and then to two birdies in a row, and you're just like – all right, well, just kind of hit the reset button. And that, you know, uh, that's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of what I did. Like after I threw that 94, I went, took a walk, cleared my head. And I literally, in my mind, I just thought to myself, like, what, what would my dad do? Well, reset button, bud. Just go back at it. You know what you can do. Like just hit that reset button and just keep going. Like you, you'll figure it out or make yeah, it. That's, that's really now, cool to hear. In a lot of ways, like that, mean you know, you're still bowling with your dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you know, I, he's been gone 11 years, and I the and I, I know he's not here, but the day I threw the 700, like I, I had to call somebody, call my brother. It yeah. was I needed to just hear another voice of reason, and I, I had to because you know it would have been my dad. Right. And actually, it's funny just with talking about that, like my dad. Uh, High school baseball, I threw a no-hitter. My first no-hitter ever in 20 years at Natick High when I was a junior. Dad wasn't there. Dad had to work. And Dad never missed a baseball game. So yeah. uh, all the good things happened when Dad wasn't around. So why not Why not a world championship, yeah. right? When um, we've had a prior podcast back in season one, Jeremy made a comment. And I'm starting to see where he said this, where he said that he's known you for a long time. And he goes – Justin's just good at everything. So pro golf instructor, world champion, no hitter in baseball. What other sports? Or is it easier to list the sports you don't do? Are you good at like badminton or? So I, my, all my friends growing up literally have, have looked at me now and they're like, dude, you're, you're good at anything that involves drinking. Well, I, I don't drink when I bowl. I'll have a couple of, like if it's the third string, I'll have a beer or two or I won't drink when I bowl. I'll drink when I play golf. I'll have one, one or two on the front or one or two on the back when I play with friends. Uh, if I'm playing with members, I don't really drink. But I play darts as well, and I'm in a pool league. So I'm not good at pool. Uh, I've, won a, I've, won a, I've won a state championship in darts, um, which that just happened last fall or last spring, rather. Um, I'm surprised you're not good at pool because you, if, between pitching, between bowling, darts, all hand-eye coordination sports. It's, yeah, it's you know what? You know, another thing that I, I thoroughly enjoy horseshoes. I'm pretty yeah, good. At, same, thing. same thing. I'm, I'm pretty you good, good at horseshoes. You know, uh, I, I used to be. It's it's <laughs> been a long time since I've done that. So this doesn't really help your hand-eye coordination. But Carrie wants to know how good's your soccer game. It's awful, awful. And you know what? I Saturday while I'm bowling, I guess Corey's going to have to deal with me watching the game. I mean, you know, they, they got to win. Round of 16. Hey, that's fine. It's everybody, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people in that alley watching along with you. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. And I hope it's on. 
So I'm sure it is. I know even for the kids league, um, Jay Cook's kid is in our league and he already said, does that TV work? And I said, yeah, it goes good. It needs to be on on Saturday. Yeah. I assume that's what he wanted to watch, but I didn't know if it was that's Saturday morning. Cartoon. Game. Yeah. I know more about soccer than she does. It's fine. I wanted to, who's Spencer 5186? I wanted to, that's my brother. That's oh, my brother Spencer, who you'll be bowling with on Saturday. Oh, nice. Be, with that hashtag, hashtag be, better than, yeah. than Danny. He, yeah. he is copywritten that hashtag. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can say it. I've seen Danny bowl, and you know what? He, he'd be, he's a great doubles partner. And <laughs> I'm a handicap. You know what? It doesn't matter if it's handicapped or not, Danny. You're, you know, you don't give yourself enough credit for what you do. Well, you run tournaments. You run, you run the ACST. You run the outrun. I mean, you're. I've seen you during outrun. I mean, you're trying to bowl, and you know, I, I try not to do it anymore. I know. Kate says I'm handicapable. Well, <laughs> we all are. What happens? So, so going back, you did all these sports. Did you feel like bowling was one? Like, did it say a constant? Um, as a favorite of yours up until fairway closed, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was I I bowled there twice a week. You know, it was you know Monday Monday night in the big Monday night league. That I mean, there were thirty two teams at one point in that league, and then Wednesday nights was like a family fun night. So I, it was just it was something I was new. And then once fairway closed, I was like, well, I, what am I going to do? I don't, I didn't know what people were doing. I kind of lost contact with people, so. It was tough. I, I just kind of, and I, I at the time I was 22. I was like, well, what am I going to do? I'm like, I was working all the time. Yeah. It was, it, I, I mean, I got in the golf industry when I was 15. So and and I was seven the, years in working at a private club over the summer. And how long had it been uh, till you decided to come back? And then what brought you back? <laughs> so it, I was out for 10 years. So I, I came back at the age of 32. Uh, Daryl Goodwin and Marilyn Bojarski had talked to me one day. They're like, hey, you know, we're bowling over it. <clears throat> and I was talking to Daryl through, you know, just hanging out with him one day. He was like, oh, yeah, we bowl over at Ryan Fairley's with Millis. I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> no joke, Dan. Had no clue that there was freaking bowling over there. Had no clue. There was a lull in the 90s where we were not on the map. We went like, to Millis Bowl, the Crown Bowl. Yeah. Right, yeah. They had no idea that there was a bowling alley in Millis. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So they're like, yeah, you should come over one night and check it out. And I, I, it might, I might have popped in one night. They might have been bowling like a, the Friday night league or it might have been the Friday or Thursday night league. And I popped in. I, I bowled. I'm I like, think it was Friday. I'll give it a word. I had my old bowling balls and from when I was bowling at Fairway and my old shoes. I mean, the old shoes are ratty as hell. But, I mean, whatever. I... I bowled, I think I bowled three strings. I was gassed. Like, after the first string, I'm like, no, this, nope. I think I might have bowled 85, 87, and maybe, maybe 82. And I looked at Daryl, I go, no, I'm not, I'm good. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, no, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't like what I am. And he then, like, we were texting. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, let me see. He's like, come on, try it again. So I, I went back and did it. And then eventually, uh, Todd Trumpus uh, had reached out to me. He's like, hey, you know, we're doing a, a league on when, the Wednesday night league. I'm like, all right. So, you know, five people. I'm like, fine, I'll get back into it. So, you know, Daryl and Mary, I, and Todd asked me, he's like, do you know anybody else? And I was like, yeah, I'll get Daryl and Mary to do it. So yeah. I just started with ball. It was him. It was Todd, Daryl, Mary, and Pete Egnitz. 
And, you know, I, I have to equate like people pushing me of, of Daryl, Mary, Todd, Pete, like those guys really like, they've seen me bowl in my prime when I was younger in of like 22, just getting back into it. I'm like, you know what? It, it's fun again. I, I enjoyed it. I think Pete's the only one still in that league. Yep. Yeah. Trying, yeah. trying to talk Daryl back into bowling. Uh, he seems close. He's getting there. Getting yeah, there. We've talked about it. He told we've me. He said, "If I get back in, are you gonna uh, give me some tips?" I said, "There's this guy by the name of Justin Waters. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> if you're gonna get lessons. I would talk to him." Well, so speaking of lessons and, and doing your your pro golf, so your pro golf instructing is that what you you do? So my title is technically the assistant golf professional. Um, okay. I run tournaments. I run the pro shop at Marlboro Country Club. I teach people how to play golf. Uh, kind of a, it's it's like a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, I'm getting there, but it's it's a fun job. Like I'm, a, I, I spend I would say three quarters of my day outside, hanging so, out. With. Kate had asked the question um, about the uh, kids league. Would you ever be interested in coming down a week or two and working with some of the kids? The, on Saturday mornings? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. I, I I think we had talked as a team after winning the Worlds. Um, Tim Jalbert runs that Rock and Bowl yeah. up at Academy. And I, I think we've all talked about it on our group chat. <laughs> Excuse me. That um, that we're, I, I believe most of us are going to do the Rock and Bowl for that. Awesome. So, I mean, you know what? And uh, honestly, like grow, growing up for me, it's we – Growing up with the kids, they get fairway. Like we didn't have older. We had a couple older guys that would help out, but it was yeah. I, I mean, I, w- I would love to give back to the community and help out these kids. Yeah. There was I'll one just, day when I, there, I, what, there was one day uh, Saturday morning when I was there, and you went, you introduced some of the kids to yeah, us. That's actually uh, a, a funny story. I don't know if you know you know the story about what happened with Fernando with that kid. No. So so I brought brought him over because we were working on some form. And I said, you know what? Come with me. Watch these guys bowl. It was you, Parkinson, Eddie Woodside, and Fernando all bowling. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. And um, so I went over and I said, you know, you can talk to them if you want. They're all super nice. And I go, except for this guy, Fernando. He's really mean. He beat me. He should have let me win, but he beat me by four pins. And that was really mean. So as Fernando's walking out the lane, he goes, is that the one that's mean? And his dad tried to like cover his mouth. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I call it mean all the time. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's, you know, we, that's the thing. If, if you can't, in the ACST, if you can't joke yeah. with the guy that you're bowling against, then beat it. Like, if you can't have fun while doing this, and I get it, you know, some people take it seriously, and I'm one of them. Yeah. But if you can't laugh and joke about bowling, it's, in a, a, I'm, as much as I've already talked about it, Danny, I, like I'm reverting back to my dad again. Yeah. These, these sports like bowling, pool, darts, you know, these extracurriculars, they're not paying the bills. Right. But you, you, if you're going to take it that seriously, go find something else. Yeah. Cause the, 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 the matter you get, the worse you're going to do, you're going to try and throw it harder. You're gonna blow through the pins. It's you're gonna you're just gonna get more frustrated than anything else. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, in the community, and then even when we've done podcasts with people who did make some money off this game, like Tommy Olsta, they don't talk about you know 
what do you remember? Oh, I remember winning 10 grand. They don't remember the money. They always talk no. about the friendships they created, the bonds. And then they talk about, you know, because some of these people who haven't bowled for a long time, you know, unfortunately people pass away. And and the the bond that they had with those people that they lost, like that's what they really remember. It's not, you know, necessarily, you know, the, the big money they won. It's the community. Uh, look at the look at the team I was just on. Yeah, those are now friends for life. I mean, I, I I never really, I never knew Jordan or Mark Gregory, right? Or Corey. Uh, you know, I, I never really like I, I knew Cheats through the Cheetah tournaments and through ACST and Friday nights. Cheech, but, Cheech used to be the only person that could post as much as me on Candleton chat. <laughs> I think there's a photo Cheech posted him. He took a selfie of me and him and he titled it uh, Dan and Cheech posted on Candlepin chat. <laughs> but the, literally the, the, the camaraderie of going out to dinner and having laughs with, right. with that, like you're, you're gaining, like you're, you're gaining friendship for life. And it's in as much as that little plaque that's going to go on that trophy. Right, you know, it's, it's like it's that's the that's the Stanley Cup of bowling, right? It's, it's so the big joke well, again, again we joke with each other, but was uh, Steve Reno made the announcement because Jeremy bowls Friday nights at Millis now, and he said that his name will be on that trophy for the rest of his life. And then Tommy Hirsch goes, and after he's dead, they take it off. Hirsch <laughs> <laughs> bowls Friday nights. No, but Kamarowski does, and oh. they're. they're yeah, they're, they're good buddies. Yeah, yeah. So I keep trying to egg him on to come back, but he says he needs. You know, it sounds like he needs to be the bionic man to come back. I think he misses it every once in a while. He's like, maybe I'll throw a practice ball. We'll see. So, but yeah, throw, yeah. Miss him on the lanes. For people who don't know Tommy, he's he's an experience on the lanes. If you don't know a rule, he knows it. Uh, I, yeah, so uh, it's funny you mention that because I've known Tommy since bowling at Fairway with Jake and. Jake's dad on the Monday Night League. It's Tommy was a hell of a bowler. Yeah, and the guy you can ask any rules question to that guy, and literally, boom, like that, like off the tip of his tongue, boom, it tell you the right ruling and everything. I'm like, I remember the the first shot on the bear um, that we ran. Jeremy was supposed to help us run it, but I think Lily got sick, if I'm not mistaken, his daughter, and. Um, Tommy was against Corey in the finals and it was a low scoring final. I remember it was 101 98 and Tommy needed a spare to beat Corey and he didn't get the spare and he walked off the lane. I didn't see it, but when he walked off, he hit the button. I thought the lane malfunctioned and, and reset, like just automatically reset. I didn't know the rule at the time. So I, in my head, I was like, well, I think the tournament should be over because he didn't get the spare. He shouldn't get another shot at it. Obviously knowing the rule now, he, he would have. And so I was telling Jeremy, Jeremy tells me the rule. I said, what's the odds that that guy knows the rule? He goes, Tommy, a thousand percent. One hundred, yes, yes. If there was anybody, if there was anybody in a, in a bowling alley or a house and there was there had to be a ruling, he would be the first person I'd go to. No yeah. doubt. He still no he doubt. still rattles off all the rules. It's unbelievable. Like, I, I want to, I Googled them the other day just because, in case, you know, I want to keep a copy of them in my yeah. bowling bag in case something comes up. Right, you know, it's like during like an ACS team match or something, or you know. But I literally I looked and I'm like, why? Like, I'm like, I guess I could just 
text coming <laughs> if I want to do, but we I think we have to make that a rule. This year hasn't been bad, but last year I would say once a week, maybe twice a week, I would get a call. What's a rule if a like I'm like, who has the bowling alley attendant? Leave me alone. How many bowling like how many bowling alley attendants would actually know the rule or actually have a copy of the rules behind the counter? We used to have it. We I was thinking about the other day because I was talking to Beth because uh, Beth, the manager at Ryan's now, is not a bowler, but she's taken – well, I guess she is a bowler now. But she doesn't really – she's only been bowling for a year. And she's asked me rules, and I'm like, oh, we have it hanging up. We don't have it hanging up anymore. Like, it's right. in my head. I thought it was still there. It's been it gone for a while. I remember my brother, like, he was the president of, the like, one of the leagues that he – at Fairway, and he had, like, the NBA booklet of, yeah. like, rules, of the, the ICBA rules of bowling. And I'm like – where do I find this anymore? So, yeah. But. Okay, thinks it might be in the office. All right. Well, next Kate, time we're Kate in. Kate always knows. She, Kate keeps huh? going to she, Kate always knows where the stuff is. That's what it it's is. bad. I don't know where anything is. Like <laughs> I, when people say like "good job running tournaments," I'm always thankful that Kate makes me look good and lets me take some of the credit because <laughs> I'm lucky. I show up on time with a cup of coffee in my hand half the time. So, <laughs> so, so just talked about. Yeah, you know what? Is your coffee Duncan's? It is. Always, always running on Duncan's. That's because Cumbies <laughs> isn't on my way where it's a buck. <laughs> There's a Cumbies literally no more than a half mile down the road. Other way. Oh, it's the wrong way. It's the wrong direction. You can't drive by the alley just to go get a Cumbies coffee. I, you're like, I barely get there on time as it is. Well, you think you I got time to go the other way? I get by. <laughs> Oh, God forbid, you know, the door opens five minutes later. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's not that day. It's insane. People are there at like 830. I don't know oh, why. Ridiculous. ridiculous. I don't know if they're looking for good parking or good seats, but like your lane is already reserved. You're fine. You right. up at 930. <laughs> so you talked about ACST a little bit, Justin. So this was my question on the feeder, on the feed there. So obviously you had a good run to the finals. Matt Susie came in hot that day. How much of that we've seen, obviously – you're already a good bowler. You've gotten better this year, which a lot of people look and say, how is that possible? How much of that loss kind of add a little bit of a chip on your shoulder to kind of keep getting better? It Driving home that day, I, yeah, it, it bugged me. Like it, it bugged me for days being like, okay, he threw a triple on me and that's what beat me. Granted, I, you know what? I, I, I threw two one elevens that day. You know, I, at the time, I averaged about a 120. Uh, yeah. I knew that if, you know, I, if I throw two 120s, maybe I, I get a better shot. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't even remember what the final score of that match was. Uh, but I, leaving the alley that day, in my mind, I was like, you know what? I, I, I want to come back next year, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and run the gauntlet again. And bring it back, but yeah, no, it, it, it ate me up for a couple of weeks. People talk like even people outside of the bowling community, like a bunch of my members at the club, watch when we post ACST stuff, and they were like, "What happened?" I go, "He threw a triple strike on me. I, I couldn't respond." And well, that was that was that. And they're like, "Well, what, what next?" I go, "Season's over. Come back next year and get it again." I'll tell you before the uh, I, before the match had started, somebody had asked me, "Who do you think is going to win, Susie or Waters?" And I said, "It's not up to Waters; it's up to Susie." That's what I really believed. 
because you are bowling in this pocket of like 570 to 630 week after week after week. And it was one of those things that you were going to throw that every single time at people, probably around a 615 plus. If they can beat it, they had a shot. If they couldn't beat it, they didn't. That was really what it was. And Susie brought it. And Susie had, and I, I mean, I've only run the league for two years. He had one of the most incredible playoff runs I've ever seen. I mean, you think about who he went through. Yeah, he 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 certainly knocked off some uh, some very very good bowlers there. Yeah, he went he through had a run. Winchell, I believe, Daly and yeah. Nate Lease, and then yeah. yourself. Like, if you had to draw one of the hardest paths to get to the final, like to win a championship, those are four elite bowlers that you have to go up against. Yeah, you you yeah you just yeah you knocked off some of the best of the best. And then people have to remember before that he had to take ten on Leach in the finals just to make the playoffs. Wow, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He, he snuck right into the playoffs. Yeah. If he if he had a bad week in the final week, and I'd heard that he didn't even want to bowl that match because he hadn't been bowling well, he wasn't, he just wasn't feeling it, and he knew that you know the, his shot of the playoffs were were he needed he needed some breaks to happen. Some people had to lose matches, he had to win, and I think he took twelve on Leach and then ran through the playoffs. But I mean, back to that explosiveness, you've this year when I said you know Justin throws in this pocket of, of range, you're going off on people this year. Your floor hasn't changed, but your your cap is blown off. I, I started this year just <clears throat> as the way I started last year. I mean, last year Nardone got the brunt of it, and then this year, and unfortunately, Linehan was my first match, and Linehan. <laughs> I, I, I I think that might have been what a six seventy five something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a six seventy five. I started off one twenty one, one fifty one, one thirty four, one thirty two, one thirty seven, and yeah, I just that's how it all started. I was like, you know what, I'm I'm just gonna come back harder, work. I'm gonna work harder in the off season. Um, focus more on it. Um, it, it really, yeah, that that loss bugged me. Nardone just posted that he's glad he's not in your division anymore. I got you in a couple of weeks, bud. Don't worry. But I mean, yeah, um, yeah, Corey. That that going back into question that it 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 was probably a good month that that match haunted me. The guy well, I that, was. That's, that's you being an athlete. You've always been an athlete. Your your drive to win. It's it's gonna be there, and you see some bowlers that are gonna respond the other way and start to have a rougher start to the season. You took the path and it motivated you, and that's that's kind of something that I could see as your bowling worlds the the, the seven hundred you throw and you, you have a it, you look like you're bowling with purpose now to to make sure you get back to that that finals and not let that slip through your fingers again. Yeah, one 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 match at a time. I mean, I, I had a big match on Monday night against Lamone. Uh, it took eight points out of possible 14, but Lamone gave me a good run. I started off 130, 120, and then, uh, you know, he had a rough start. I, I think I was up 30 pins that match, and he brought it right back with a couple of – he threw two back-to-back 20s on – or a 30, and then two twenty or a 30. Might have been two 20s and, a, like, a 17. But I know you didn't have your best your, – your best five against him, but that, that goes to show you, too, for Lamone, and he said it in the – post-game interview with Paul uh, about not quitting. He was down 
pretty sizably after the first two. I know there's plenty of room, but that can be very defeating. And I've seen people just, you see the, the bottom drop out on them where he, he, you know, reset himself, re-geared and made it a match. Well, that's, that's like I said earlier when we were in the worlds and I threw that 88 or the 94, yeah. okay. you know, I, I walked away. I, I apologized to the team and I said, sorry guys, that's not me. I walked away, <clears throat> went and grabbed a Gatorade. And I'm like, you know what? Hit the reset button. Just, you know, you can do it. Just go back. And every time I get up on the lane, I go reset button. Just get back into your motion. Like to have tunnel vision, find that one area. And I, I came back, I throw like a 40. And it was, you know, it, you're never out of it. You just got to reset and figure out what you're doing wrong. Whether it's move over to the right, move over to the left, take a little off the ball. It's, you know, it, it all depends on what house. Oh, hey, buddy. Welcome. Hey. Uh, sorry, Jeremy, you just came in. I had a question for Justin. Justin, have you ever thrown a 700? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man, really? Really? Come on. That's, you know, well, I was waiting just for Germany to come on. That's so not fair. And yeah, I mean. Right right when you come in the room, we just hit you with that right hook. Seriously. Uh, um, <clears throat> well, let's let's go back to what we were talking about before, and then we'll, you know, we'll jump to that. And we'll give him a minute to, to relax. Um, uh, <laughs> before you jump into that. Oh, the so 700. You, you were talking about your, your, your ability to reset and then throw a 140. Now, my yeah, question oh. is, when it came to that Worlds week, we saw some your team put up some absolutely insane scores. Now Jeremy's here, too. So we'll, we'll start with your answer, and then we can get Jeremy to talk about it a little bit. At what point in that week, that's a long week, did you look at that team, look at the scores you were putting up, and say, we actually have a shot to, to make the run? When, when did that kind of switch turn on and you said, oh, we can actually do something here? So Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning, we're still we're starting, and they would announce like all the accolades from yesterday, like team events, um, team high single, team high team series. It, it seemed like every day we were getting our name called for something, like whether it was a team high series or team high single or what, whatever. Um, no matter what we did that that week, whether it was Nikki leading off, Corey, Jeremy in the in the three hole, me or, or Danny, I mean, it, it was no, no matter what we did. If one guy faltered, whether it was one, two, three, four of us, like we we picked everybody up. We we're never down that week. It was never woe was me. This this is awful. Like getting down on each other. Like what? Uh, it, it, we just the team camaraderie was just you know, from day one was there. Like yeah. you, we've all seen each other bowl. We we know what we're all capable of, and it just all came together at once. I, I mean, Danny Harris was doing Danny Harris things. Corey Packard was just, I, I, he might he just might be deaf the whole week. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, yeah, like the the emotion having Jeremy bowl in the three hole in front of me, and just standing there while while he's getting ready to bowl. Hey, bud, I'm right behind you. Come on, throw a bomb right here. It, like it, it was unbelievable feeling all week knowing that okay well Nick leads off okay strike Corey goes up throws a nine spare like we all have marks going into the next half no matter what we, we always had each other's hand and we picked each other up 
it's there was no better feeling in the world and i it's still not real to me that we did that so one of the questions that obviously your team gelled really well and i was thinking about this myself you look at you know yourself in, in Jeremy, and I can say this about Nick and um, Corey as well, and Sean. Well, Sean usually leads off, but most of the time I see you guys bowling on teams. Justin and Jeremy, I'm going to ask you both the same question. So, Jeremy, you're a guest right now. Um, usually, you anchor because you're the best ball. 99 percent of the time, you're going to be the best bowler on your team. Justin, you were bowling fourth. Jeremy, you were bowling third. Does that change any of the mentality, or is there something almost like comforting to know there's another? beast coming up right after you like you're usually the guy and now you have another guy it's not a male female thing but you know what i'm saying like usually you're the one that's closing out the games and you got danny harris coming up behind you justin and jeremy you have justin behind you is that was that a different uh way to approach it when you're normally anchoring most teams um honestly it was so much pressure off of me to be honest yeah um I mean, honestly, I mean, I've I've known I've known Justin forever. I know what he can do. I've known Danny forever. I know what he can do. So if if, if Cheech tells me he's like, "Hey, you're bowling two, you're bowling two, you're bowling three. yeah, I don't care. And, uh, and you know what? It was it was left less less pressure off me. I mean, Justin was a machine all week. Danny was a machine all week. They were perfect in that role. Right. And I obviously know there'd be no animosity. You can't go, I'm, you know, I'm happy that we won, but I'd be more happy if they let me bowl fourth. I get that. But did no, it time to get not. used to bowling out of the anchor spot for both of you? I, I don't care. I don't no. care where I bowl. No, same. Uh, I, you know, on, on Friday nights, Danny's the anchor. So yeah. I, like when I, well, when she, I first tried to have that four or five chemistry. So that's, that's another thing. Like going into it, Gene should ask me, he goes, where do you want to bowl? I go, just, Four. I go, I, I like the four hole. I bowl there comfortably on Friday nights. And he goes, okay, well, Danny's going to be bowling the, in, as the anchor. I go, fine by me because yeah. I'm used to it. And then no, there are some guys that they have their spot. And if you take them out of their spot, it, it, you know, it messes with them. You know what? It, it was, there was a one match that we rolled that week where we gave Danny a rest and she asked me, he goes, Hey, you want to bowl in the five spot? I go, no, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I've gotten to the point, Dan, where I, I don't enjoy bowling anchor anymore. Really? I, I don't. And honestly, and with it, it might've been because of just as being the world's tournament, but I don't want to be the guy up there in the fifth spot looking up being like, all right, I'm down 15. I didn't make a mark. And now I got to, I'm pushing myself to make that mark. I'd rather, like Jeremy said, it being the three hole or the four hole, I'm more comfortable and relaxed. I'm not, I don't have to worry about anything. I, I'm, I just have to try and beat my man. That's all I have to do. There's in like, no matter if it was Nick, Corey, Jeremy, myself, there's somebody behind you. Like knowing that, okay, so I throw two bad boxes. You know what? Again, reverting back to a reset button, come back and throw a better ball. That was, now you, you said that Wednesday, you guys started to feel like you had something special going. Um, Jeremy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Steve picked up two or three weeks before the tournament even started that your team had the potential to be special. Steve, so the Steve Friday, listening. yeah, Steve Reno. So the Friday before the Worlds, 
he he came over to me and he gave me that like father grandfather like whatever it was like lecture to where like like my wife was was like what 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 the f was that he's just like are, are you taking this seriously i'm like yeah absolutely i'm taking this seriously like what what he goes you guys have something special and he goes i i want you to know that it's something special kind of thing yeah he didn't want you to blow it exactly that's exactly what it was yeah he talked steve who's been on some of those world beater teams you know to, that he could see what you guys had in the potential of like he saw it right exactly and so he's just like you know you're 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 taking it easy this year but like i i want you to know like this this isn't like, he wanted Jeremy in there five days a week right he did he wanted me he wanted me to <clears throat> like, like, like seven days a week and i'm going like dude i can't do that <laughs> That, that whole week just beats you up. Like you lose all track of time. You just, especially at that time of year where it's daylight savings time. You get there, it's bright and sunny. You finish your first string. You're like, all right, I'm going to go walk, take a walk. You walk outside, it's still bright out. By the end of your second match, it's starting to get dark. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. You lose all track of time. Wow. I've only been up there to watch. It's a great, just the environment's so crazy. Very, very crazy. And it's, again, like I said before, it, it hasn't really hit me. Like I, I've gone back and watched matches, strings, certain aspects of the, of the recorded matches. And I, I don't know, Jerry, is it the same for you? Like, have you gone back and watched? Like, I, I'm just still in awe of like what we I, did. I've, I've gone back and watched a little bit, um, mainly against Calvin's team. I've gone back, especially like the second string, because like uh, honestly, I feel like I didn't I didn't bowl as well as I should have all week. Um, you were hurt though. <sighs> yeah, but like I, but when it came time, like. Like the second string, like I, I went to Sean and, and Cheech, like, like I just, I wasn't bowling well. I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And I said the last, before the last two boxes, I said, Hey, get Sean going, like get, get him ready. And then I pulled off two marks. I was like, okay. And I said, okay, give me, give me four boxes of the second string. And then I went off and I went, spare whatever spare whatever and then i threw a double <laughs> and then and, and and then it was just it was just it, from there it was just like okay but like let's go sorry sean sorry sean <laughs> i dude it's honestly like i felt terrible that like honestly he like, that he didn't bowl like at all on saturday yeah but i'm, I'm sure he's devastated uh, he doesn't <laughs> care i know yeah that's the thing he it's he didn't care. We all had fun, and that's- that was that was the and that was the thing. And I, honestly, and I think that was the and I, and I talked to Freshy on Sunday, a couple of Sundays ago, and I asked him. I said, I'm "Like, I'm like, can I ask you something?" Because it, it, it seemed like to me, 
and I don't know if Justin, you felt the same way that like lucky didn't seem into it. Not at all. They, they just going into that match, like everything just, even when we were in like the first string, they just, it didn't seem like they were into it. I'm like, what, like this isn't the lucky or the guys that I know. Right, but going in, go, but going into the second string, I'm like, yeah, we only won the first string by 25, something like that. And like I asked him, I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you guys were still into it, like you, you're still in the match, going into the second string. They have the firepower to do it too. But like even like even even like Freshy said to me, he's like, you know, like the whole week, you know, the guys were you know busting each other's balls and. You know, it was a fun, it was a fun week. They were just having fun. But then like going into that last, that mass, that last match, I don't know who it was, but it was just like, okay, like we're not, we're not going to screw around anymore. Like we need to, like, we're going to be serious. We're going to do this. But I, I that's not you what know, got to that crazy record. Right. And and I and I said to him, it's like that. That's what we strived on. It was just like you know, we we picked each other up. We kept it light all week. There was exactly. no. Hey man, let it go. It's it's okay. We'll we'll get the next one. Right. Looking back on it, like yeah, there were a couple strings that we probably could have won, but of course, it you know what we you you could look at each other in the face and just have a laugh. Yeah. Or, or you'd be looking for Corey because he'd be off going to the bathroom or something. And he wouldn't even know he was up, dude. Not, like, or, oh. or you running off the the, the friggin' lane because oh, yeah. Yeah, oh right. that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, oh my god, where where'd yeah, you supposed yeah. to go? No, I had to go take a crap. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. like where'd he go? Yeah. <laughs> I got late that morning and I'm like, I can feel it coming, and I'm like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, think I, I think I got literally. I think I got like four boxes into it, and I go, I just have to do this. And I'm like, all right, just he, he, dude, dude. He he literally he got off the lane and, and he, he he bolted by like everybody. I'm like, where the hell did he go? You know, he went to go yeah. take a shit. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm sure you were back in the game, but I just love the idea that Justin would have like 72 through four and just turn to Cheech going, pull me, just take it off. (laughs) Everyone, what happened? He pulled himself after a 72 through four. It was great. It was funny. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. Honestly, like as I was, as I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, ah, is this going to be one of the ones where my legs are going to go numb and then I'm going to have to pull myself or is this a. Okay, it's gonna be really quick, and I'm back in the game. I, I was back in about ten minutes. I thought I was gonna miss a whole string. I'm like, nah, you, is- you were back pretty quick. Did you finish the string, or did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. The string. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No problem. no problem. I don't know if my it was that damn Chinese food the night before. What was it? It was that damn Chinese food the night before. Just goes right through you. Ugh. It was a good time though. So oh, weird. So I'm gonna segue it back. You're 700. Jeremy, he was talking about his his, his big 700 being more explosive. Yeah, what was that like to finally knock that Fan- off of your... Fantastic. Yeah, well, that's great. You can mute. I think if you tap your headphones, they mute. I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, you, you've, you've teased me about it, Dan. You, yeah. You've seen me throw big games. You've teased me about it a bunch. You're like, no, you're not making it on the podcast until you throw 700. Yeah. The joke's <laughs> not working if you don't have it. You know what? Fine. 
Like, fair enough. If I throw a 700, whatever. So it was the Fernando match. And it's funny because that whole morning, I I didn't eat that whole morning. I literally, I passed Duncan's. I'm like, I knew I was running late. I passed Duncan's. I'm like, no. Carrie had uh, texted me. She's like, hey, I'm going to Duncan's. You want anything? I'm like, yeah, large black iced. In the end of that, like, bad idea. But I'll, I'm just going to preface it by saying bad idea right now. So I, I started off that whole. It's actually funny because I'm looking at it right now of the of the whole uh, the whole match that day. Uh, I, I started out with a 158, and you know it was just like a smooth, steady 158. I went 158 to 24 with a bunch of punch outs, uh, 37, and then a 55. So after the fourth string, I'm like, all right, and you know you're, you're kind of adding up in your head. You're like, oh, okay, I'm sitting there, and I had. I had a 574 through four. I'm like, all right, I need a 126. Well, at that point, I'm three quarters of the way through the iced coffee, and the caffeine is just kicking in, and I'm starting to get the shakes. I'm like, this isn't good. Between the shakes and the adrenaline running. So I started off that fifth string with a six box. I literally spread eagle, pull out one side, and I know, sorry, yeah, I, I literally had a, I had a five in the first box or in the first ball and then a one, and then I just probably pitched it through the hole. Then I had a nine, uh, then I had a spare, a six fill, nine box, and then after four, I had 40. I'm like, okay, you're thinking too much. Again, thought about it. I'm like, all right, cool. I threw it, calm down right then and there in the fifth box. Of the fifth frame, I threw a strike. I'm like, okay, cool. Fine by me. Like, walk off the lane. Shakes are happening. That's when you told me I had to move my stuff. <laughs> and, of course, you know how I feel about when people, other people touch my stuff. So like, I moved the stuff for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I thought somebody else had moved it, and I kind of was getting frustrated. And you looked at me, and you're like, relax, relax. Because you knew where I was at. I did. So... I took a break. I walked around letting Parkinson bowl with against Woodside. I'm like, all right, cool. Got back up in the, set, in the second half. I'm like, all right, you're you're on a mark. You're good. You got this. Come out. You're sparing the strike. We're cool. We're good. Okay, cool. I filled that spare with a three. And I'm like, oh, boy. This is not how I wanted it to go. Ended up making 10 in the box. Ended up having 83 through 7. I'm like, you know what? All I need is 126. 126, I'm good. I'm like, 83 through 7, I can do this. I'm like, three boxes, 30 pins, that's a 113. I shoot one mark. One mark and a good fill, and I'll be all right. Well, I proceeded to go spare, spare, strike to finish with a 9 on the strike, finish it with a 141. Now, coming on to the ninth box after I threw that spare, my hands holding that bowling ball, I, I literally, I, and I, I I shook worse than Michael J. Fox. It was. Oh, I, oh Jesus I, I, Christ, dude. I thought, like, it was the adrenaline. Too soon? I had, I had, we, this was great podcast. I had a great career doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Officially been canceled. 
Um, but it literally like I I was shaking literally like this the whole time holding the ball, and I'm like, just just throw the ball, idiot, just throw it. And going through that whole motion, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but at that point you were you had already passed the 700 though, right? I had the 22. I had a 22. I needed a 26. I had a 22 with that uh, in the ninth box with that spare fill. I'm like, I just got to throw. I, I just need to throw a four, and I'm like, don't blow it through on a I spare fill, really right? Huh? I mean, I mean, don't. I mean, don't punch. You mean don't yeah, punch like, a half twister when yeah. you have the biggest string of your life on the line? Exactly. Is, is yeah. it what you're kind of trying to say? Yeah, basically, just don't don't punch the half twister and. Justin, you know and, and you won't throw a 196 is what you oh. ultimately is what you're trying to say. One, well, 174 through nine, right? Dude, I was I was 194 with a ball to throw. I had one ball to throw. All I needed was six. But didn't you throw a double to get there? I threw a triple. I threw two 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 triples that string. And then I needed one ball. <clears throat> that's all. That's all I needed. I needed one ball. I needed six on that last ball, and I punched two. And Hawk Alice was like, "Oh my god, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen!" And I wanted to tell him to like screw, but I'm like, I can't do that. Nerdone says, "What a bum." <laughs> hey, Thanks. You know, you, Thanks. The greatest Thanks, thing man. is, all four of us can hear him say that. Yeah. I, it's oh, true. Yeah. Just, yeah. it's, it's very you just true. Eyes and you hear just Nardone in the background. What a bum. <laughs> it was funny. Carrie, Carrie posted one, uh, a Outrun the Bear video, I think, for the handicap. It was uh, like a montage video that she had made. And there's like six scenes where it cuts to somebody throwing and Nardone just walking by. Like he's like the Forrest Gump of that video. He just keeps popping up. Yeah, it's just so weird. It's, he's one of those guys. Just the mayor. So you had two very similar questions, one in the chat and one somebody uh, sent me. Nardone had asked, who's your favorite person to bowl against as far as making you bowl the best? Um, so uh, repeat that, please, Danny. Who's my favorite person to bowl against? As Yep, as far as making you bowl the best. Uh, you know, in, in, as much, it's not like really bowling against him. Uh, it's my Friday night boy, Danny Harris. I mean... Literally, we just pump each other up. And uh, growing up, it it was, you know, bowling against Jeremy and bowling against Sean. Like those, the three of us together, just who's going to be better this week? Who's going to do it this week? Who's like, it was always one, two, three. Who's the top bowler this week? It's it's funny because I, I mean, I've said this for years and like, like what you know, you, you and I growing up, like I know Sean kind of came a little bit later, but like you, you were always like a step ahead of me, and it it, and it pissed me off to like no end. It really did, because I'm like I'm I'm like I'm older. Like why aren't I better than you? That kind of thing, right? And, and but you, you you naturally you were you were just so much better and then i just i didn't take it as seriously as i should have until i started bowling on monday nights i was bowling with reggie deline like who like whatever it like it was that i started to you know 
take it seriously. But like I, I, I we, what was it? Your, the year I started in the East Native League, and it was your brother, yep. Jack, who who he's just. He's just like, all right. He pointed to you, and he's like, "Here's your competition. Like, like, let's go. Here we go." And and, and I think, I think, and and I think it was at that point. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I need to, I need to step it up. That's another thing that I like. I took into going in the worlds with you, like having you and Sean on the team, and Danny Harris, like the four guys. I three guys I know really well. I got to know Corey. I got to know Nick better and, you know, yep. Jordan, Cheech, Gregory, but like balling with the three of you guys, it just, it was, it, it was a comfort thing. Like, okay. Uh, like I know what Sean can do. I know what you can do. I know what Danny can do. So it's like, all right. So there's four of us there that can, four solid bowlers. Right. I know that Nick, Nick is a good, a very good bowler. I know that Corey, I've, I've seen their scores and I'm like, we can do this. Of course. But, you know, in like the question that Mike had asked, like competition wise, it was always, you know, it was always bowling against Jeremy, even on Wednesday nights, like in the speed leagues, it was, or Wednesday night in when it was a five man team bowling against Jeremy, Sean, like those guys, you always want to bowl against somebody equal or better to you. I, I, and I, I believe it's true. I mean, you, you, you step up your game to it. You know, you, when you're, my biggest thing as a bowler, you know, you, you can't help but look at the guy to your right that you're bowling against after he throws his first ball. So he throws a bomb. Well, okay, so now you you got to try and make a mark out of something. But it's – they bring out the best competition in you. And that's what I love about the ACST. It's so, – you, you're bowling with some big names that are going to bring out big games that are going to make you bowl better. So Steve Walsh asked the question, which was similar to uh, Nardone's, who's your toughest competitor? Is there anybody when you go up to bowl that you're up across that you're like, ooh, like this is going to be tough? Uh, yeah, I mean, that match against Walsh last year got me uh, – he got me good at CPL. But um, he, we had a very good battle that match, and he's a very – over the years of getting into like or seeing him bowl more, he's a very good bowler and a very good competitor. Um, one guy, that. He's, he does more athletics than just bowling. Like yourself, right. he's, all, he's a baseball player, so you can see that, like... Yeah, he's know. got true grit, and, like, he gives yeah. it his all. And, you know, he's had some knee issues, but he's battled through those. And, you know, yeah. it's those it's those minor injuries, you know, they're going to be nagging, but, you, you know, you you got to ride it, ride it out. You kind of got to figure out how to get it done. I'll tell you, the ACSD playoffs, when you bowled Walsh and he had the knee problem... And his shoe blew out. I thought he was yes. done. I I did. I thought, to be honest, when his shoe, I thought it was his knee that blew out when, yeah, and not his shoe. And I, I remember he walked off the lane. And I don't know if you ever went back and watched the match because I was watching it live. And I heard you say to him, "Are you good?" And then he went, "No, seriously, are you good?" Like you could see, like I literally thought he blew his knee out because I knew yeah. he was having knee problems. Right. Um, but to to answer his question, one one of the guys who bowls in the ACST who can can throw a big game at any time is Eddie Woodside. Like he he that's he gave me a good run for it at CPL this year. Um, you know, he, he threw I think he threw a, a 30 or a 40 on me. And after I had had a couple of big games on him, it was 
Yes, I, I do have a binder because I'm, you know, an absolute dick. I, I bowled him twice. I think yeah, I mean, a couple, couple of, like, not this year, though, but the last year. I think out of 10 strings, I won eight strings and I lost total both times. Yeah. So when I bowled Woodside, I at CPL, I came out and threw a 131. He threw a 33 on top of me. Okay. I came back and threw a 30 on, on, on him. But then. The fourth string, I threw a 26. He threw a 41. Yes. Then I came out and I threw a 47 to his 130. So, I, I mean, you know, it, it's just you never know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah. And he, like, you know, he, as the old saying goes, I mean, Eddie's been around the block. He's been in big situations. So, you know where Robin you know, made yeah, when it comes to him. Robin made the comment to me, Rob Linehan, not to throw him under the bus, where he said, you know, if I was in any other division, I could be a division leader. And I said, I don't know if I buy that. And it's nothing against Robbie. I said, but every division in the South, I'm not saying anything bad about the North, but just because he, he's a South Bowler. I said, Woodside in Division One, Waters in Division Two, Timmy Douglas Division Three, and Charlie Collins in Division Four. I was like, there's nobody, there's no division you could easily walk into and go, I could win this division. Would, okay, would you so... Or, and so I'm going to good bowlers in that league as well. In those so I'm going to throw a quick Tim Douglas story in right now. Okay. So my my company party that I had tonight was at Kings in Burlington. So yes. so we walk so we so we walk in, and you know we're ordering drinks or whatever, and this dude just like walks in like. I wasn't even paying attention. Dude walks in like between me and like my boss, whatever. It just keeps going. I look over. I'm like, dude, I'm like, that look kind of looks like Timmy, <laughs> but he didn't have his glasses on. So I like, I didn't notice. So like all of a sudden, like he turns around and comes back the other way. I'm like, Holy shit. That's Timmy. <laughs> so he comes walking over. I'm like, Holy shit. Like, Timmy, dude, like, what are you doing? He's like, Oh my God. So yeah, so so Timmy was working at Burlington tonight my for my company party. He usually works at Hanover, doesn't he? Yeah, but he was in Burlington tonight. Yeah, I wonder if they you gotta, you gotta remember that's a it's a corporate thing. So yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. But it but it was funny. I was he's like, Oh, I get to watch you ball ten pin. I'm like, uh huh? Did you bowl ten pin tonight? Um, I partook in the activity. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't Paul. Okay, I get it. Um, yeah. And people have actually asked me, like, when a couple of my members who are from like New York and stuff. I am not a trader, Kate. So just like, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of my members asked me, like, oh, yeah, bowling. Like, big ball or small ball? Yeah. Candle pin, small ball. Oh, that's not a sport. I'm like, come, right, come on. Come on. Let me let me bring you over to the dark side. Come on, you can do this. Come on over to ours. Like I, I don't know. Like I've gone ten pin bowling. And it's fun. Who's popping? Um, like it's Paul Grant calling me right now. He's he's calling me right now. Yeah, you might have a question for you. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. I'm not. Sure. No, I missed it. Sorry. Yeah, we have a caller line now. That would be our first ever caller in for the show. That would have been a good one. I'm not calling him back. 
Call him back. No, I'm not calling him back. <laughs> don't call. Don't call. Do a vote. Don't call. Am him. I out? Ah. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm not. He, 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 he has got to call me again and ask me about why he missed it. Like what happened? But yeah. I literally, I'm like, what is that noise? And I look at it, and I'm like, oh, Paul Grant's calling me. That's strange. <laughs> and by the way, he was calling me through Facebook Messenger, not on my actual personal cell phone. So, <laughs> you, have to, you have to be very special to have the Waters hotline. Yeah, that's... I, 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 you know what? I, I have to ask, does anybody like? has anybody heard nicknames from Worlds? Because apparently there were like a ton of them going around. Uh, I, I didn't know. Who is SW3? That's um, Walsh. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, so did you catch that? He threw a 609 to beat you at CPL. Yeah. He threw a 609 back. New phone, who dis? <laughs> yeah, okay. Gary, go to sleep. Time to go to bed. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Walsh is a hell of a competitor, man. He he can put up some good scores. And Steve's, like, the other Steve's, Steve's a good dude. Yeah, very good dude. And like you said, Danny, like when he blew out his shoe, I'm like, what in God's creation just happened? Yeah. Like I thought he blew out his knee, and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, he finished the match in a house shoe. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. So, he didn't do bad either. He, he said he might keep the shoe. <laughs> well, if hey, whatever works, right? We're missing a left shoe. I know where it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. I mean, if you really think about it, it's only. It's only the slide shoe anyways, so as long as you I don't know. Have yeah. you guys noticed the difference between obviously with house shoes you can, but they're very different. Paul. Hi Paul. I sent him a message that we're doing the podcast. He said he's dry I don't want him to text and drive unless he pulled over. But he's heading back from Maine, Stars and Strikes. Oh, he's coming home from Scarborough? Okay. Oh my god. That's a that's a hike. That's a lot of drivers. To do your match, right, Justin? Yeah, he's doing our match tomorrow night. And then Saturday morning, he's back up to Scarborough for the uh, Cannabis for Cancer roll-off. Just go camping up there. <laughs> I mean, it is the middle of nowhere, but if you think about it, it's really... Oh, never mind. Oh, going to South Paris. That's even more of a hike. That's literally... So if you... <laughs> the river is... The ski area, Sunday River... The South Paris is literally 15 minutes south of that, and you're literally on the main New Hampshire border in the middle of nowhere. But trying to think of where that bowling at. Scott, yeah, Scarborough, Saturday and Sunday. That's but crazy. Guy living, living on the living on the road. Paul's going on tour. <laughs> Better you than me, Paul. I wouldn't do it. I gotta say that I gotta ask the one question that I know is the most pressing to cheat on there. Who's your favorite world captain that you've ever bowled? Well, I mean, my favorite memory of Cheech is I, I, I threw a double strike in. It was the uh, the Outlaws match, and it literally was like a backdoor strike. Was that and when I, I almost died? It might have been. Oh, yes. It, it very well could have. 
dude, yes. you you dude, dude, you threw you threw the double and you came back like charging. Yeah. And I'm going, holy shit, I might yep. fucking die right now. Yep. Because because like, he 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 came back and he was just like all pumped up and he's throwing his arms and fists in the air and I'm going, oh my god! And I just ducked and covered. <laughs> my my other favorite one had to be when Keith jumped. I forget when it was, but he jumped in excitement. He literally bounced off the chair, out of the chair, and literally jumped. And I was like, what what what's going on? But it. I mean, Cheech, you, you got it there, buddy. It's, you know, the favorite world's captain right there. You, you certainly know how to pick him. That was a it was a fun week. I, you know what? I'm excited to do it again up in Canada. It was. It really That's was. one of the things I heard, too. Like, I know Jordan, Cheech, and I don't know how much Mark Gregory bowled, and I know Sean probably didn't bowl as much as he would on other teams. But they were there for – I know Sean had to work one of the shifts, but, like, they were there every string rooting you guys on. It wasn't like, I'm not bowling. I'm going to go sit at the bar for – Two hours. Jor- Jordan, I will say, he was there for every single string. He was yep. there behind us every single string. Every yeah. single string. The guy was, he was the first one there every morning. I granted he, he was minutes away, but uh, he literally was on sleep there. So he was. <laughs> but he, he was basically first one there, last one to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the kid literally, heart and soul. And I, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. I will. I will never say a negative word about Jordan. So you, you have these guys that you know they get upset that they're not, and, and I've seen it when I've got up to go. You know, where guys will be real upset, and it's like, hey, what's going on? Oh, they effing pulled me. I just threw a one, whatever. I should be bowling. We lost because they won't put me in. No, in. there was none of that. None of that with but, us. But that, that's what I'm saying. Your your team just had all team guys yeah top to bottom and i think that was really one of, you know and that was it was like it was like the first i want to say the first day third string first match i threw a two mark 88 it was something yeah. awful it was bad so <laughs> I, really I was embarrassed but and then, and then like i turned around like no like everyone had already made the decision but like I looked at I looked at Cheech and I was just like, ah, dude, you need to come up with something. And they're just like, yeah, you're like, yeah, and calling, you're like, yeah, yeah. And Gregory was like, dude, we need to get this this asshole out of here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah but Jeremy, I did I did the same thing when we bowled Dom Drake and Lurch. Like I, I dropped an eighty eight, and I'm like. I'm like, yeah. oh boy. That I'm was like, that was I'm honestly like, that was that was a that was a match that was that was that was a match that was just just like nothing went right. No, nothing went nothing that whole match, like nothing went right for us. But I mean we squeaked away. I think we took four that match. Uh I think so. It, it might, yeah. Yeah, I think we but I mean it you know, no part my dumb ass pulling a lovely eighty-eight. Yeah, I mean, it was it was what it was, but you know we we could sit there and go, oh well, this match cost us to buy, this match cost us to buy, like whatever. It's like whatever whatever path that took us to whatever it was what it was. Like, in the end, that was, that, was, that, was that was the that was the path that we were supposed to take. Yeah, in the end, I thought you guys needed to buy. buy. I thought you needed to buy. No, I think I said I, as much to Jeremy. I, 
don't know no, because my thing was you guys were riding the same core six, really five but six for most. It was. Of I mean, we really, we honestly, we really ran with six bowlers. And I just, I thought that little break was going to be, um, but you know what? That little break could have tightened everything up too. So, including know. Monday, yeah. I pulled forty nine strings that whole week. It was crazy. Paul Grant asked the question because you're forty nine strings. How do you remain mentally focused? Um, well, uh, <laughs> that's a very good question. How do I? How do I remain mentally? You just that, can I tell you that's kind of how I felt about your team. Like there was a lot of teams that were like a good example and a great team, the Outlaws. They're, they yell a lot. They're very outgoing. Um, my favorite moment was when uh, I think Norcross made the 1-7 clean, and he just yelled at him. Uh, Calvin yelled at him, why? You're so mean. Your team didn't seem to have that crazy energy on the lanes, at least. I don't know what was off the lanes, but it was like you showed up, pulled your two boxes, walked off the lane, next guy up. It was almost like militaristic how you guys went in yeah, there. But, no but we were still – we still had fun. I'm not saying you didn't have fun, but you Sean, we, Sean Taylor went topless. Yeah, didn't that have on camera. That wasn't he on did. Camera. He literally took his shirt off. Yeah. Literally yeah. Somebody, I think Danny threw a double strike and Sean literally it might have been a double and Danny like Sean goes, he throws another one, I'm taking my shirt off. Bang. So God. Please, I mean, God God forbid. And then I mean, Sean, Sean's topless, and I'm like just but God forbid that nobody actually caught that because <clears> we would have had ended up having like another grievance. No, yeah, that, yeah. But as a viewer, somebody who wasn't there, who wasn't in the middle of everything, you guys, it just looked like next guy up, next guy up, next guy up. And it was just, there was no, almost no emotion. It was just, I'm going to go one out of two and sit back down. And my next guy is going to go one out of two. Yeah. Yeah. We just kept it clean and we would get, kept everything light. We would joke. Like you know, somebody would be a half oh good 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 half luster or like great fill or you know it, you gotta you just gotta keep it light. You can't, can't take yeah. it seriously. I mean, yeah, like it's a big, it's a huge tournament, but you gotta have fun in the end. If you're not having fun, what's the point? You right. The so drummer usually wraps up the podcasts with this world famous question. If he can remember it, I would love him to ask it. <laughs> so i mean obviously i'm like i i know you used to watch the bowling shows who who was your guy growing up um you know what it, it's i i never I, I did here and there i, I did here and there but uh, and i thought about this question because i had a feeling somebody that would bring it up um because we all have that guy. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, you know, you know who was one of my favorite people to bowl, like to actually see ball in person was um, his, you know him, you know him very well. I, I could never think, I couldn't think of his last name. And his first, was it Paul? He had, he bowled in the, um, in the Monday night league with us. And he, he had passed away. Paul Willis. Huh? Paul Willis. That's who it was. Yeah. Like it was fun watching him bowl. Like it, like he was to me. He like, well, that's Paul Willett. So that that's like I. I mean, I, I saw Ulster a couple times. I mean, I, I saw, uh, you know, Sir, Sir, Sir when he was younger, like stuff like that. But I mean, 
Paul Willits to me, like watching him ball on, on Monday nights, like effortless, effortlessly throwing twenties, thirties, forties, no problem. Paul was a Paul was a good dude. I I miss him actually. I miss him a lot. I know you were a really good friend of his, and it's just that that was just one of the guys that you know growing up. It's that was a name you kind of saw. He was a staple at Fairway as well. Mm-hmm. So, but where did yeah. you get your bowling motion? Uh, that's just something I've had all my whole life, Paul. It's it's literally and and the thing is, is it's literally been the same thing since he was like twelve. Mm-hmm. Like the same ball, the same delivery since you were like twelve. Yep. And, and that and that was the thing. Like I'm, I'm obviously I missed the first part of of the interview or whatever, but I just I just remember, you know. God, there was like three or four of us that were like okay, like bowlers. It was like me, you, ah, God, who was in that league? Um, um, like Andy Chin, like yeah. remember him? There you go. Yeah. Like, like, he, like, like he, he was, he was a pretty good bowler. Did you ever bowl with his older brother Ron? Ron was crazy. Ron was good. Ron was yeah. Ron was good. So 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 Ron. Like two years before, like Ron threw like a one sixty two. It was something like that. Like Ron, like like a one sixty two in the kids league. And then my last year in the kids league, I threw a one fifty. So my my last my last year in the kids league, and Gloria came up to me. You remember, I mean, you remember Gloria, of course, yeah. Gloria Staples. So she she came up to me and she goes, you know, Ron had she, I I think she was full of crap, but she said like Ron had the higher the highest like string in the kids league like ever. I'm like really? I'm like I don't know about that. But she's she's like you know she goes you're 150 like you know it's up there it's like probably like one of the top five strings like ever in the kids league I'm like eh. I'm like I don't know like like Paul Berger bowled in the kids league right like you're you're telling me that Paul Berger never bowled like a 150 in the kids league late bloomer <laughs> late bloomer it's I mean, weird there was I don't know so many so many memories of fairway. Oh my God! I mean, she she was she was she was something. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's what we talked about that like at the beginning of the podcast. How like fairway was in my backyard. Like that's where I would go. Oh, a crappy rainy day. What are we gonna do? Oh, hey, let's go bowling. All right, cool. You literally you get stuck on thirty one one and two or thirty one and thirty two, and that was it. Like. I didn't mind being in the corner at 31 and 32. I, I, I liked or one or two. She, she was, you know, it's funny. Like I felt like, like later on, she didn't care as, as much as she probably could have, but I feel like she did. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Like the, the things that, out after a while. some of the things that we saw, over the years at fairway of like within like leagues and things like if that went on now, like you, you they would just no, no, can't, no, no, I no I know. But like, and, but like she, she cared. She, I'm like, when I, when I first, yeah. made, 
when, when I first made Channel 50, it was like right after I started working at the bowling alley, like she made this huge deal. Like she, she went up the, like, she's like, no, you like, you go up and you stand on the approach. She took a picture, like a Polaroid picture of me. And she made Gloria make up this huge sign and said like, Hey, like, you know, my employee made the TV show. She, he's going to be on this date. Like she made a huge deal. She, you know, she Bob, loved you know when you drive behind a car and it says like, my child's an honor student. I just feel like she had a thing that said like, she my did. employee. But if you knew Helen, like if you knew Helen as a friend or like a relative, like she was a nice woman. She, she was. was. I mean, she could be a bitch. Yes. She could. Yes. She, yes. But to, to deserve it, I mean, she but I mean, she earned the right to be that. You never knew which one you were gonna get, but even like, like she cared about every kid that was in that kids' league. She did. She absolutely was, did. She never had kids as as a person, but to her the Friday Kids League was her children. Those are like that's what she cared about. It, it, it was, and I will say the most nerve wracking thing that I've ever done with her is play golf with her. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that was probably she. She invited actually she invited Joe Sparks and I to, <clears throat> to, to go play to play around with her and Joanne at Framingham Country Club. Oh, gee. I forgot she was a member there. Totally forgot yeah. she was a member. Yeah. So, like, Joe and I are talking. We're like, ah, damn it. So, it was it, playing golf with Helen Salou was the most nerve wracking thing that I think I've ever done in my life. Because those are like those one shot. Like, I don't know. Have you, you I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you've played Framingham, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not an easy course. No, I, I I hate that. The front nine is absolutely brutal. So I, I forget. I shanked something, like most likely, and she she I shanked it left, and she just sits there and goes, "What the hell were you doing? Why would you sh- like shoot it over there?" And I was just like, "I didn't try to try to do it, but but it was it was funny." And then like we all went back to. You know, it was me, her, Joe, and Joanne. We went back to the the clubhouse afterwards and drank a lot of alcohol, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was and everything was fine. That was a Friday night to her. That was literally kids' league. Then it was off to JJ McKay's for I miss alcohol. JJ McKay's. Oh God, such a that and Owens Monday nights oh. after after bowling can't go wrong. Owen O'Leary's twenty bucks. You go on twenty bucks, you get a ten dollar pitcher of Bud Light, twenty five cent wings, and dollar pizzas. And then they had uh, was it Monday nights? They had the the uh, the trivia. Yep, it was awesome. That was great. Didn't, didn't go any any wrong. That was great. And Justin, it's past my bedtime. Thank you oh, so way, much for coming on the podcast. Way, it's way past my bedtime. <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'm. Oh, way I know. Late. Can I catch the? Is are they still in the fourth quarter? Or can I? Do I miss the whole? Oh, they're done. They're Game's done. over. Game's over. Oh, Jesus. Did they win? <laughs> If, if, no, if it gets no, any worse, they're going to ask Corey to put on one of those helmets and get in the game. <laughs> I got All right, just we'll have you on again at some point. For like, we we do want to do another cycle of these. This was a this was a fun one. 
Yeah, love that. I, I, I feel it. Dad, I'm, I'm, I feel bad. I missed most of it. I feel like it should have been. Don't worry, we carried it. It was way better to you. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. You had a work thing. Work comes first. It's okay. Yeah. We'll do it again. Yeah, uh, it went. It well, uh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. talk a little bit. It was nice. I got to say, yeah, something. it was cool. I, I Corey, Corey got to talk, and Carol, Corey got to say things. Yeah, Corey got I got to say things. I was part of the team. To you while you were uh, on your way back for your work event. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they got to meet so they could bowl together at the Richie Mayor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there you go. Yep. All yep. right, so guys. We're gonna, get, we're gonna get just another title this weekend as a Richie Mayor champion. That's what we're gonna do. Oh boy! Yeah. Yeah. More important championship. You know. Another national. Go get it. Love it. Go get it. Love it. Right, Go get it. It's a fun. It's a fun. It's a fun tournament. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So for for the approach podcast, Jeremy and Danny, their guests, Justin Waters, I'm Corey, Candleton Corner, Twitch.tv slash Candleton Corner. Um, thanks again for for using my platform here, Justin. A hell of a time tonight joining us, having a great conversation. We're gonna Corey, wrap it up here. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. It was it was like doing this stuff is is like not working at all. It's just great to talk bowling. Great when we get a lot of people in here tonight. So appreciate all the viewers, all the guys that, that popped in the chat. Until next time, we'll be live again soon. Uh, you all have a great night and catch us on Anchor, on Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. And uh, go listen to this. It was great stuff. Have a great night, everyone.